36 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. I might be on 36. That's a shame. I don't even know. Actually, I am. I'm correct. <laughs> so just bear with me this time, guys. I definitely been doing a lot. Um, been doing a lot of production and then working really hard. And I, I normally do the podcast on, on a Sunday and today is Monday and I'm tired and I just got off work. So, you know, just give me the benefit of the doubt and be easy with me. But um, the purpose of today's podcast is to discuss fashion education and the way of just finding the right curriculum for you. So the best thing to do when analyzing different programs is um, really looking at like the core and what the actual, um, like actually looking at the core, like the actual core of what the program has. And that's literally looking at each single step that, um, sorry, I'm long-winded, like literally every single step that they're going to be teaching. That's the the biggest thing I can say. So I'm going to start with like college degree programs. So basically with college degree programs, um, of course, every university is going to try to sell you. They're going to tell you why their program is top rated and why they're the best in the country or whatever. Don't believe none of the hype. (laughs) So. When you're analyzing a school program, look at the course description, look and see who's actually teaching and look at their background and what they have done in their body of work. Sometimes what happens is you get a lot of um, teachers that are outdated and have not worked in the industry in a very long time. And when you have people that are teaching that have not worked in the industry in a very long time, their teaching style is outdated. Um, The way they um, do things in the industry is a lot different from the way they used to. So just to break it down, when it comes to like curriculums and when you're looking for, a, you know, if you're starting out, you're looking for a fashion school or if you even want to go to fashion school, if you just want to take some classes here or there, the outline of those curriculums are probably the most strategic thing you can look at who the professor is, look them up on LinkedIn, figure out their background, see, like just, I, you just got to do your research more than anything else. And I'm going to tell you guys what prompted me to even want to do this episode. I was meeting with a young lady and she she did booked a consultation with me and she is, you know, she's young, she's eager to learn and she's going to FIT. And um, she was just telling me about some of her experiences there. And it almost brought me to tears because I felt the same way when I was in design school. I was the only black girl in my class, didn't feel like the professors took me seriously. Um, I also felt really biased to like how they would treat and like critique us. And she basically was telling me that she felt, you know, like defeated. 
And you shouldn't feel like that in a creative space. Like in a creative space, you shouldn't feel defeated. Like your teachers are meant to be there to mentor, to train, to coach you. Because that's essentially what a teacher is. So I get it. FIT is like a big thing. However, if you're going to get into a space just to say you went to FIT and you're not getting the essential things that you need in order to be successful in the place that you want to, like you dream and you envision for yourself then it's pretty pointless I actually got a chance to look at like her course curriculum and I saw like the classes breakdown of like what they're teaching in like an associate's program and a bachelor's program which I thought was very like like, this is why people at FIC can't pattern make this is why they can't drape and a lot of people that go there are so heavily design focused that that's all they know how to do but they don't have no execution and at the end of the day fashion is about execution if you you should be able to look at something and know how to create it or be able to draw something out and know how to create it so even if you can't draw like you have to know execution points in order to not to say to be to be a designer, you don't have no execution points. But if you want to scale your business to a certain point, there are certain essentials that you need to have. Because um, believe me, we are us designers. We can't sew everything. We can't pattern make everything. But you do need to know the terminology, know how to uh, like give your message, and be able to really take what's going on in your head and able to explain it to somebody else or another professional. So it's really hard sometimes to work with certain designers when they don't know the terminology, they don't know the information. It's like, even if you're not going to do it yourself, and that's perfectly fine, you don't have to do it, at least verse yourself in the education to know what you're talking about. So that way you could give that information to somebody else. Okay. And then it'll also help some people out there that get bamboozled by teachers and consultants and people. Like I've heard, I've heard like the worst horror stories about, yeah, this person was making my pattern and they was sewing and they probably sold you some bullshit knowing that you didn't know what you were talking about. So I just want to really push that educating yourself is the most essential in the like what to do in these situations. You don't, I'm not saying you got to go to design school. I'm not saying that you got to go and get in these curriculums, but have the essential things that you need. And I'm just going to name what those things are. Design concepts. Know the differences between like the, the four elements of design, line, shape, color, texture. Those are the four elements of design. Know how to make something cohesive. Know how to create like a rhythm and a mood. So that whole design conceptualized, you do need to know how to do that in order to pull your ideas together. The second thing you need to know is you got to know garment construction. Whether you could sew or not, you got to know the differences between certain seams and what seams are better for like certain fabrics and what seams would not work, like what type of machine needs to be used, like stuff like that. And you can learn this stuff in books. Like you don't even have to sit in the classroom to learn these things. You just have to read and like verse yourself in this stuff. Um pattern making is the same like you don't even really gotta know how to do a pattern but you need to know how 
they work together. And what pattern making essentially is, is a combination of geometry and anatomy. So if you took geometry and anatomy in elementary school, well not elementary, I guess you would took it in high school. Uh, even if you know like the, the basics of a basics, it's nothing but shapes and anatomy. Knowing what, where things are positioned on the body. Your neckline we know is a circle. An armhole is like a circle. Like a shoulder like down to a, um, a sleeve is like damn near like a triangle. So just knowing those basic essentials of like shapes and anatomy and how they work together will like make you a better verse. Well, like not even a verse make you a more educated designer, to say the least. Um, and then the last thing, you don't have to know how to drape because it just depends, but pattern making, garment construction, design concepts, and knowing the difference between different fabrics is going to be essential. And you don't have to learn those in school. I know that I had put out a, like a survey this week and I had asked people if they had bad experiences in design school or did they feel defeated? Did they were they let down by the information that they were like receiving? And pretty much everyone said they were um, one of um, people. One of the people that responded said that, you know, it was pointless She said I had to reteach myself everything because. As a teacher um, in these institutions, you only can teach the far of the scope of what you know and what you experience. And then you can't really teach this is the right or wrong way to do something. You can only actually teach the information that you know. So depending on what you as a designer, a visionary, a creator want to know, you have to go on the back end of that and even figure out if that's the right professor for you. And all of that information is like readily available, but we don't always look through those things. We don't always go and look at reviews or ask people that may have taken a class with this person before. And that information is crucial. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey. So, um, yes, I'm sorry. Seek information is basically what I'm getting into. The second point I want to make is in your design programs, if you guys are going to like a FIT, a Parsons, a, um, I went to Columbia, if you're going to our artists, to any of anything like that, they're not going to teach you the business. That's not what the major is. The major is design. So when you major in design, they are going to teach you most conceptual stuff. They're not going to teach you the businesses. And that was another feedback that I got that most people said that they didn't learn the business at all. But it's like, if you choose a design program, you're not going to learn the business. But it's up to you to take those steps for me, I could kind of give you a little background on what I did. Like I, I went to design school, of course, as well. But um, you always have the option of taking electives. So instead of taking like, because for me, an elective, I could have took like a, a millinery class and like learn how to do hats or took like another like art uh, figure drawing class, something like that. But what I did was I took business classes. I took merchandise management. I took fashion business. I took uh, fashion product evaluation. So I made sure that I was learning the business because you're not going to learn in design and even when I took those like few courses I didn't really feel like I had a scope of the entire fashion business I was just like oh damn I got so much to know I, I need to know and that's what prompted me to move to New York so I can go to LIM and get my master's in fashion management and merchandising and I must say hands down 
it was a waste of money because I underestimated what I did know. Half the stuff that I did in my master's program was shit that I copied and pasted from my undergrad because I still had the same computer, of course. So I literally was just like, it was the same projects. And I was like the lead discussion in every class. All my classmates came to me with help. And even the teachers in our master's program, I had maybe one that was good and was like pretty well versed. And he asked me what the hell I was doing. And he's like, why are you here? Like, you already know this stuff. And I'm just like, well, I didn't think that I did because I only took a few classes. But that's all it takes. If you take one fashion business class, one merchandise management class, one product, any like one of those classes, it'll give you the tools that you need then it's up to you after that to study the information to put the information to use to see like what works for you so I just want to make sure that that is completely clear you have to seek your own information and do not rely on institutions to fully educate you at the end of the day, you are in charge of your learning. Another thing that you can do is if you're in a design program is that you can actually like minor in like a fashion product management or a product development or minor in fashion business. So that way you get all of those schools. Like a fashion business class is not going to teach you how to do production and how to get your line produced. A fashion business class is going to teach you about the laws, copywriting, trademark. That's going to throw you like uh, some things that you can do to create a business plan, things that you can do like for breaking down your marketing, which has nothing to do with like apparel production. And I think that's probably the biggest void of what people don't know. Like they know how to do it themselves. I, I, I know how to market. I know how to run my business plan. But how do I get into a process where I can get all of my ideas done and produce not even like in a, a, a mass production range, but like in a smaller role? And I feel like that is a, a lack there. And then you have people like myself who, you know, we have these consultant agencies and these businesses to help you guys and fuel you guys. But then there's some people that are genuine with it and then some people they're not and then that's how some people end up getting done dirty and you know paying you know tens and thousands of dollars for pattern making and sewing and not to have nothing to show for it or signing up for these programs to become a member of their organization they're going to give you all these tools and stuff like that that's going to help you grow and be successful and you spend all this money and you still don't have nothing to show for it so just be leery of uh, these organizations that's gonna help you get your business and make you make six figures in one year because I fucking doubt it and that's just real shit I just gonna put that out there okay the likelihood of that happening maybe in the wholesale world if you buying stuff and you reselling it possibly but like in the fashion design world it takes a whole year to even build a collection and get it done um Technically, if you on the fashion calendar, I say F the fashion calendar, uh, put things out when you want to put things out and like be like that niche in the market where you constantly creating and throwing stuff out away from the fashion calendars. Because when you in that fashion calendar, you get sucked in with all those big name luxury brands that you honestly can't even compete with yet. Like, so th don't do it. This I'm just don't do it. <laughs> Another thing is like 
being set like I said the what prompted this is, is like if you are in fashion design school and you are like the only black person um in your class and you feel like um you know the, the teachers are very biased to you and this I happens this happened a lot to me speak up and I cannot stress that enough to speak up and to own it. Because at the end of the day, you're paying tuition. At the end of the day, the teacher is technically there to serve you. So I think it's okay with being vocal or, you know, ruffling some feathers to, you know, get what you need. I, you know, I think I became very successful from doing that. Like I had teachers, I had, I think I had a teacher one time tell me that, um, what the hell to say to me? I'm, I want to say she was just like, you were right. I had to, oh, I know what it was. Okay, so what, I was in design school. I was working full time. I had two jobs. I was the president of an organization. And I also had like five studio classes. So I told her like it wasn't realistic for me to have meet these certain checkpoints on my designs where I was making a eight piece collection that interchanged and make 30 looks like for the multifaceted woman. Whereas everybody else in my class making three damn dresses for their senior thesis. That's not my aesthetic I don't design avant-garde I don't design couture that's not what I do I make wearable clothing that's just who I am as a designer and the teacher told me that I was making excuses and that I wasn't getting my work done and then as the time went on she ends up coming back she's like you were right Lanise you're not the only one that's not done no one is done I said I know and she was like, well, you could have just said thank you. No, bitch. No, I don't have to say thank you. You could have just left me alone. I told you we're all adults here and we're all working and putting ourselves through school. And if I'm working two jobs and I'm also trying to go home at night and make these clothes, it's not realistic for me to have these certain things done because you said have them done. To me, the last day of the semester, that's when the deadline is, Okay. And that's when I had everything ready to the day at a fashion show. So don't be afraid to challenge some of the teachers because I did it all the time. I asked a teacher for help one time and she told me to look in my book. I said, I don't even have my book. I'm asking you because I'm a visual learner. That's another thing, knowing how you learn. Some people are visual learners. Some people need to see things like uh like written out, like it just kind of like depends. So as a visual learner, I need to see when we're creating something in 3D opposed to something in 2D. And she didn't want to help me. So I'm like, okay. She walked away from my little section on the table. I figured it out on my own. And she came back and then she said, oh, much better. Looks so nice. You see what happens when you open up your book? And I said, I didn't open up my book. I figured it out on my own, and now you can leave me alone. And, of course, she asked me to get out of her classroom. Of course, I was like, no, because I pay tuition, and I'm here. And as a teacher, you're supposed to want to willingly help me. If you're in a space where your teachers are – your teacher is definitely supposed to challenge you. Not saying that they not they are supposed to challenge you. We are here to like make you think, but we're not here to be rude, to be condescending, and to not help. I, bruh, I think you know it was Liz because you went to Columbia too. If you don't know, it was Liz that heifer. 
sorry <laughs> got off key there but anyway but yeah like we're here to to teach and I'm saying that as a teacher because I always wanted to be a teacher and I tried to get jobs at like some of these different institutions and you know they wouldn't hire me but it's cool I I created a platform that way that I could teach on my own <laughs> she said fuck Liz <laughs> Shut up, Ari. <laughs> but like, it's uh like we suppose when you choosing a teacher, you have to choose someone that's genuine. You have to choose someone that you know is actually there for you. A lot of the times, what happen is these professors give they spiel the first day. They talk about their background. They talk about the things that they've done and stuff like that. Listen to them stories because half them stories is oh yeah, I went to New York, I didn't make it, and I came back home. So teaching is their backup plan. It's not their first priority. And when teaching is not your first priority, you're not good at it because you're not you have to naturally want to mentor and help people so when y'all listening to these stories about what these professors then done and they and they're back in the day when I was this and I was that and then now I'm here teaching something didn't work out okay so just keep that in mind like all them, it's like it's nice to hear these stories because like oh wow you've done this you've done that but if teaching was always your backup plan it's not your number one priority just going to make sure you guys know that across the board. So next thing I want to say is like the things that you need to have, let's say, if you like want to work in the industry, because it doesn't you don't necessarily have to have go to design school uh, to work in the fashion industry. You just have to have a, a certain level of skills that need to be on your resume or like they need to be in your portfolio, per se, Um and some of those skills are like um, just like technical. That's what a lot of, and then uh, Adobe. So a lot of these computer programs. So like the Adobe Suite, like knowing how to use Illustrator, knowing how to use Photoshop, which you can learn on your own. You don't have to go to school for that. You they have books, they have online stuff like on YouTube University where you can figure out how to do some of this stuff as well. You need to have like that construction component and then that uh, that technical component. Is that is that the right word? Tech, yeah, because like PLM is a program that they use in the industry a lot. They use uh, AMT, they use AS400. So knowing how to like navigate through some of these like different programs is what's going to help you get some of the jobs that you're looking for. And having like that technical eye, like having, make sure you always put in there, especially when you're looking for design jobs, that you are really good with colors and that you are good with like fitting and um, garment construction and that you super like detail because those are the things that's going to get you a, a fashion job even if you don't have a fashion background and that's your best teacher the best teacher is to go work for a company and learn mistakes if it's a smaller company the, the smaller the company the better because when you work for smaller companies you really get the ins and the outs of the business opposed to like you going to work at a big conglomerate where you're stuck in your cubicle or stuck in your section but the best teacher is experience whether it be an internship you might have to just humble it up and swallow your pride even if you've been in the workforce for a long time and just go ahead and just do an internship you don't have to do it for a long time I think I did an internship at Cynthia Rowley like a production internship maybe a month and I put that shit on my resume and like just like embellished a lot <laughs> because it's like you don't if you're a fast learner it don't take you that long to pick stuff up in all honesty like you don't have to spend 
a year or two years at a company talking about you learning. You can pick things up and learn really fast. That's why like most training programs are like, what? Three, two, three weeks max, like when you start a job, like a probationary period is like 90 days, like as you're still learning. And those things are set in place for that reason. Because if you ain't picked it up by this time, either this is not a good fit for you or not. So keep that in mind when you guys are looking for jobs or getting jobs to like, you don't have to be in a place for a long time to get the information that's required to move up. Okay. Next thing I want to talk about is I had someone write in there that one of her bad experience, well, not even a bad experience. She just said that she wished that she had saw more black people or let them discuss more black designers in in like fashion history courses, which, you know, in fashion history, they really only talk about all these different European designers. Like, of course, they do hit on like American designers, but they completely avoided out like any black designers like Anne Lowe. She never gets mentioned in any fashion history courses at all. So when I know every school has the review things at the end of the semester and a lot of times this is our time to like put that information in there so that we not consistently getting overlooked so we want to see change we have to be the ones to affect the change so you have to you got to tell these people because you got to think about these curriculums are old as dirt <laughs> like unless they get like a new person in that comes in and heads over a department that um hasn't been in the business who who who's coming straight out of the industry right now, a lot of these curriculums are old as dirt. And they just following and following and following and following and no one is actually giving the information to say, hey, yo, this wasn't beneficial to me. I didn't learn anything or I didn't learn the things that I thought I was gonna learn, especially when it comes to black designers. Like y'all completely omit them. Don't completely omit them. Like y'all gotta figure out a way to work it in. You gotta get a book that got all of them in there, update the books in these classes and stuff. So just, I'm, more than anything, use your voice. Use your voice to tell these institutions that you're spending all this money in and going into debt, like what you need in order to be successful. Like I have talked to so many deans, chair people. I didn't talk to teachers like, yeah, no, nah, let me tell you all the things that could improve. I haven't went to like when I my, in my master's program, I went to the, the director of the whole graduate studies department because I'm just like, yeah, sis, this ain't it. And like if and I'm gonna put myself another fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in debt. Oh, you best to believe I'm gonna speak about it. Like I need to get the essential tools in order to be successful because nowadays it's all about who you know. And it shouldn't be like that. It should be like the core information of what I know and my experience and my skill set is gonna get me to the place that I need to be. So use your voice. That's just my point. <laughs> um, and I, I wanted to really, really touch on the seeking, like, help. Um, so, like, I mean, most of you know I have a consulting business, so I help designers, you know, bring their stuff from um, vision to, like, reality. But I know that there's quite a, a, a nice amount of people that do the same thing that I do. Some of them 
their prices are insane and um, it's really hard for like a smaller designer to get there. And if you do sometimes, even if you do have the funds, sometimes you still end up getting bamboozled. So just a few quick notes to like when you guys are working with consulting agencies or working with people that help designers get them to the next level, just key things to look for. If someone is rushing you, they have a hidden agenda or a hidden motive or not, you know, a, a, a ulterior motive. My accent is jacked up. I think I said that right. I don't know. But be leery of people that rush you because there is no rush. You are on your own time frame. There is, I know there's a fashion calendar, but it does not matter because sometimes the seasons and stuff like that don't match up anyway. And you have stuff ready before you can even freaking sell it because of the way the weather is. So if you do samples, patterns, and someone is trying to rush you to give them units to make these garments, that's when you have to back up. Because that time after you get those samples made should really be used for like sales samples and like marketing and stuff like that. Like getting to know who or what your customer needs. How do you know what sizes to make or grade if you don't even know who your customer base is? Because everybody, you can't service everybody. Sometimes there's no reason to make an extra small all the way to an extra large if that's not who your target consumer is. Like you might only need to make small, medium, large, and you might be sitting on those other sizes. So when someone is rushing you and like trying to push you to move forward and get the pieces done, that's the time when you need to step back from it because no consultant um, should be help should be pushing you to do that. You you need to spend that time doing your market research and really understanding who you are. You might know who your customer is, but you still need to do market research constantly because your customers change, taste levels change. So you always have to be looking in the market and looking at your competitors. Always do a SWOT analysis: strength, weakness, opportunities, like all opportunities and like your position that's what SWAT stands for is it position yeah something like that so do that and during that time but anyone who rush you uh it's time to take a break from them um and just keep in mind when you do work with someone else you have to be able to have a certain level of trust for them you're putting your money your dreams your vision in the hands of somebody else and you're hoping that they can make this come true for you that relationship needs to be genuine that person's customer service needs to be at an all-time high you're trusting them with your baby you're trusting them to take your money and do the right things with that money you know and to actually produce something that you actually can be proud of and be like damn you know i did that so just wait is that a question who is that yeah, I don't know that person. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, you can't jump you in here right now. But just if you meet someone and you go to a consultation and, you know, they tell you about the different things they can do for your brand and their offer and their advice and stuff like that, 
you know, more than anything, make sure you make an eye contact with that person. Make sure you stress to them and let and like let them know how important this is to you. And like you'll be able to gauge someone's energy, their vibe, how they are. You uh you know, of course you ask for references, ask for reviews, like get all of that information before you make a decision. Just because you have a consultation with someone doesn't mean you have to move forward with them. Like it doesn't mean you have to work with them. That's that time for y'all to figure each other out. You need to, just like your consultant, she need to figure out if you're going to be a handful as a client or if it's going to be like vice versa. So that they, that's really the time to really feel one another out. Whoever the account manager or the person is is going to be handling everything for you if it's one person whoever that is is gonna be handling everything for you but ask as many questions as possible and know exactly like where your money is going and what is going to if people are just telling you like oh it's gonna cost five thousand dollars to make your your clothing line well, where is what does that five thousand dollars go to? Does it go into the grading? Does it go into the marking? Is it part of the pattern making? Is it the fabric? Is it the packaging? Like, know exactly what it is that you're paying for every step in the way. Be very, very involved and check in. And that person should also be like communicating with you on a regular basis. Like, yo, this is where I'm at. This is where it is. You know, I'm making my points and make sure I check in and give like my clients like updates on like where we are. In the process I have an entire chart with everybody on there and what the status is what we're holding on not follow up with them before they can even follow up with me like okay this is what I need from you and this is what I need from you and I need that in order for me to move forward um and then when it comes to like taking courses here and there I know there are a lot of people out here that offer um sewing classes that offer pattern making classes and there's little businesses like American Sewing Center and Mood and all these different places to teach these different courses and stuff like that. Make sure you're, if you're spending your money, that you're learning what you need to learn and that you're actually getting the information that's needed in order for you to move forward. So if you're going to take a, a, a beginner sewing class and the instructor has you sewing lines or sewing straight lines, I think someone told me that, that she had took three or four classes and they still had her sewing straight lines. I think that everyone learns different and you need to pick classes that really caters to your learning. If you're a lot advanced than you know other people in the class, then it, it's pretty pointless for you. You know, you're just wasting your money. And that's why I do recommend at an adult level to take private courses. I, I'm sure they're gonna be a little bit more expensive than like working in like a group setting, but it'll be more personalized and you'll get to your goal faster if you cater it to what you need. If you sew a certain type of garment and that's all you wanna do and that's all you wanna be known for, just learn that. You know, like get, get master that first. Like, don't try to learn everything all at one time. Get the thing that you want to know and move forward. Like, if you only going to be doing stretch fabrics and you only going to be doing swimwear, you need to know swimwear finishes and how to finish those type of things. You need to know how to sew with stretch fabrics. You need to have the proper machine to be sewing with a stretch fabric. So, just cater your approach to what you are doing and personalize. And I cannot stress personalization more and more and more and more. Personalize your learning when you get to adult learning, for sure. 
Um, if you're young and you're just entering college, that is the stage where you're still trying to figure out who you are as a designer. You're still trying to figure out as brand. And even if you just are changing career paths and you, you know, you still trying to figure it out as well, that's perfectly fine. But it's something in you that you already know what it is that you want to do. And you just need to refine that. And you don't have to have this I got to go to design school. I got to do this in order to get all this information because it is readily available. Right here is some of it, too. I get free game all day long with this, this episode 36. So if you go back to one and listen up to 36, you will learn a lot about this industry, a lot of do's and don'ts. You'll hear a lot of stories. You'll have things that are like spark you in there. So don't feel pressured either to spend money right away. Um, I had a consultation with a um, potential client uh, maybe two, three weeks ago, and she said, I had so many questions for you that I wanted answered, and I went and I listened to your podcast, and you answered all my questions. So the information is out there. You just have to be able to take it, um, absorb it, practice it, learn it, understand it, and comprehend it more than anything else because you can hear it and not comprehend the information. So um, I think that's all I have for you guys today. If anybody who's watching has any specific questions, I'll give you guys a chance to just like throw them out there and then I can answer them on the spot. If anybody has any questions about what they should and shouldn't be doing or what they looking for. I'm trying to make sure anybody asks questions. I saw a whole bunch of stuff in here. I read. If you really need to talk to us, you should book a consultation. Yes, we do manufacture. We do everything. Y'all are laughing at me, too. I was cursing. Sorry. I do that sometimes, especially when I'm passionate. All right, guys, give you a couple of minutes. But I think that is it. I went over everything um, for sure. Law, marketing, yeah, like reviews more than anything, people. Reviews. <laughs> look at the reviews. Look at the courses. Look at the curriculum. Make sure that the base of construction is at least two to three courses. Like there should be a construction one, a construction two, a construction three. And the same way like, with like pattern making as well. It should be a pattern making one, two, and three. Because you're not going to learn all of those things in like one course. Like it's pretty freaking impossible. And then it also just takes a lot of practice. Um Fashion history, you honestly don't even need that. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, you could go on Google and look up fashion history. So that entire course, I cannot stand courses that got fashion history in it because it is so pointless. We all know these designers. We can look them up online. So dedicating an entire course to knowing the history of fashion is pretty freaking stupid, okay? So if it's more than one in there, please just move on to the next program and just <laughs> find something else. <laughs> what else? Yeah, professor reviews. Look at their LinkedIn's. Look at their history and look at their background. I think I said that already, but I'm just going to say that again. See what they was doing before, before you decide to get in there. Because one of the worst feelings you can have is to be in a design class, be in a room full of people, and you got someone critiquing you and it is the most discouraging, like, your heart's, like, especially when you know that you put a lot of work into something. And 
you come to find, especially me, I was the only black girl in a lot of my classes, you come to find that a lot of these teachers is biased, like, especially the ones that come from other countries and they come to the U.S. and teach, and they just already think that, like, us as American designers are shitty anyway, so... Uh, yeah, you need to be in Paris. Like, this is where you have to be in. No, I don't. I don't have to design this way in order to be successful. Um, and I know that there are a lot of teachers that, you know, will quick to judge someone and say, oh, yeah, they'll never make it and you'll never make it with this type of thing and you got to do this. Do not believe it. I swear, if you don't let that shit roll off your back, I had to do the same thing because there was a lot of times where I doubted myself as a designer and my capabilities, but I never, I doubted myself, but I never gave up. I never felt defeated. I may have felt low and allowed someone else to make me feel low. I promise I'd never do that again. Let it roll off your back because... Opinions are like assholes, and everyone's got one. And everyone's going to say, everybody wants to be a fashion designer. Everybody's trying to make a clothing line. And there is room, and there is money, and there is enough like vision and dream for everybody. So don't ever feel like you can't do something because it's someone else telling you, well, everybody do that, or what are you doing different? And, well, if you put graphics and stuff like that on a t-shirt you're not a fashion designer which is rude as shit i mean you're a designer period not to say you're a fashion designer you might be a graphic designer but all of those negative connotations that you get when you start something new is what you don't want to hear or when you're on the come up you're an emerging you're an aspiring designer and as a creative and as a creative person you need to keep positive energy around you at all the times whether it be from a teacher your friends if in any point you feel that you're not getting that support it's time to bow out okay and on that note, I think I've given you guys all my spiel. Um, as far as education, if you guys do have any additional questions, feel free to email us. This podcast, of course, will be on YouTube and all available on all podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Anchor. It'll all be available on Wednesday. Um, and I hope you guys have an amazing night. And I'm about to go get me some dinner. So on that note, stay black. Peace out. I'll put in my show notes just like the key things that you need to know when it comes to being a designer. And then you could just seek out that information specifically. Um, and if you need any tips or information, feel free to give me a shout. And on that note, stay black. Peace out.